Ever since I was a young kid, I've always been infatuated by other people's stories. The good things, the bad things that make us who we are. And sometimes those bad things are secrets. Some of us believe secrets are just little white lies. We don't really think they affect us or the people we think we're protecting. So we walk around and we carry the burden forever. Until one day, the burden is too heavy. That's what this podcast is about. There are not many things in my life that I'm uncertain about. As a matter of fact, there's only one thing in my life that I have a a level of uncertainty about. And it's the fact that I don't know my biological father. It's the fact that I've never met my biological father. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know what he talks like. I don't know what his presence feels like. It wasn't until I was 28 years old that I realized how much him being absent really affected me. So let me take you all back to where it all started. The spiral started, like I said, when I was about 10 years old. I can remember um, I got into a fight at the bus stop. And uh, I get on the bus, I go to school, and as I'm in class, the principal comes on the intercom and she says my first name, but a different last name. And I didn't put two and two together because that wasn't my last name. So, and I wasn't thinking about the fight I got into that morning. I was just thinking, that's strange. Somebody has my first name, but a different last name. And so I went on about my day and uh, she came on in to come again about an hour later asking for my first name, different last name. So again, I'm still, I'm a 10 year old kid. I'm not even really thinking about it. And uh, eventually the principal placed a call to my classroom and asked for me. So I go down to the principal's office and as soon as I hit the door, she looks at me and says, didn't you hear me calling your name on intercom? And I'm like, no ma'am, I didn't. And she asks me, aren't you? She says my first name and then my last name. And I said, ah, well, that's my first name, but that's not my last name. And she says, where were you illegally adopted? And immediately, you know, a 10 year old kid, I'm like, huh? I don't think so. And, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, the fight, obviously. And uh, I get home and I immediately ask my mom, like, hey, this lady said I was I was adopted. Or she said I was illegally adopted because she says my last name isn't my, my, my real last name. And my mom is like, that's crazy. You know, um, that's your last name. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I go on with my life, you know what I mean? And it never comes up again, even in my mind, for about another seven years. And, uh, you know, fast forward, like I said, seven years, I go to get my um, my driver's license or my, my ID. And at this point, I can officially see my, my birth certificate. And I do see, damn, my last name is different. And because um, up until this point, I never I never saw my, my birth certificate, never saw it. So I'm like, shit, my last name is different. I started thinking back to like, hmm, I remember seven years ago, the issue with the principal asking me was I, you know, illegally adopted. Now, I didn't think for a second at that point that I was adopted. I didn't. I just was like, man, it's me and my brothers and I have the same father. And so, again, 17, I think I may have thought about it for maybe a couple hours and then I went on with life. So, didn't dawn on me. And to be honest, you know, my, my, my brother's father, you know what I'm saying, the the one who I thought was my dad, you know, most of my child, all my childhood, he wasn't around either, so... It was just more so I just thought he was my dad. When he was coming around, he would pick all us up, go spend the weekend, you know, buy school clothes, and 
that's why I, I never even thought for a second that he wasn't my my father you know what i'm saying and so um and he wasn't around because like most uh black fathers in the in the 80s he was addicted to crack cocaine in and out of jail and you know it just it just devastated our community most black youth could understand where i'm coming from life goes on i mean i i, I go off to school you know i go off to college you know i, I come home I, I have my own children i eventually get married and as i'm starting to you know really delve into fatherhood trying to be a, a good husband and you know, trying to be an even better father, started to realize how much I don't know. Like I said, by this time, I'm like 25, 26. And then it's starting to dawn on me that, man, I don't really have anybody I can reach out to. Um, And so I would get on YouTube. I would listen to, to podcasts. I would uh, watch a lot of films and movies where, you know, the dad was involved. Things like Fresh Prince, Family Matters. Those things really were important to me because I really saw if I had a father, what it would have been like. And so um, time's going. My brother's father, who was in and out of jail, he gets clean. And it's a good thing. He gets clean and he, he starts to come around more. He's never treated me any different. Never. You know what I'm saying? And again, only for this short period of time, I'm, I'm, I'm asking myself, like, I wonder, you know, if he knows something I don't know. Because my mom is always stuck by the notion that he was my father. So one day I text him at 28 and I said, hey, man, I just want to um, ask you a question. You know, I heard that you may not be my father. I asked him and through text and he called me and he said, son, I'm not your father. I'm not. He's like, I was incarcerated. And when your mom got pregnant, you know, I just said out that we weren't going to tell you. And I was never going to treat you any different. And my heart just dropped because I'm like, fuck. It was only, like I said, two years that I really was going through this phase of, I don't know what it's like to have a dad around, but there's nobody to ask because the, the one person I can ask, you know, he's, he's on drugs. Then my mom contends that he was my father. So it's just like, what do I do? So 28, I ask him and he, he reveals to me that you know, he wasn't, he's always known he wasn't. And then all of a sudden, a lot of things just started coming to me, things that I should have caught on to as a kid, but I didn't. And it all made sense. I, I can remember being younger, seven, eight years old, and somebody on my, um, who I thought was my dad, somebody on his side of the family would die and we would go to the funeral. And the people, um, you know, his relatives, they would automatically recognize my brothers and not me. They would they would say things like, oh, well, we know that's his sons. It almost made it like I wasn't standing there. Like they knew and my mom knew. I just didn't know. Again, I'm 28 thinking about my childhood and thinking about, these moments when people just act different. Then I started looking at pictures of my brothers and you know their father and I realized they looked just like him. They were the splitting image of him and, and I wasn't. You know I didn't look like anybody. Still to this day I don't think I favor anybody. I don't think I favor my mom and I obviously don't know if I favor you know my, my uh, biological father. So I can remember after the phone conversation with uh, my brother's dad, I go over to my brother's house and I, and I tell him and I can remember, you know, just shedding tears because it was a weight lifted off my shoulders because now I finally knew, but it was also, things got heavier for me. I can remember him saying to me that, I mean, what does it really matter, you know? The guy you thought was your dad wasn't around and the guy who is your dad for real ain't around, so what does it matter? And I'm like, man, it's one thing to, to know and then, you know, he's not around, but you can put his face with his voice. I mean, you know what he acts like, you know what he looks like. You know, his family, but it's another thing to have no idea. And I had no idea. I was a 28-year-old grown man with my own children, lost. And I just, I kept it to myself. Um, literally, for about two years, 
I just was like depressed and stressed out because I'm just like I was back at square one. I didn't tell many people what I was going through because it just it didn't matter. You know, I had to go to work. I had a, a family to provide for and I just didn't want to burden anybody with my with my issues because I was a grown man. And so I just I went on with life, you know, as most people do to paint y'all a picture, you know, me and my brothers and my mom are really close. Like I love my mom to life. Like that's my that's my heart. I wouldn't trade my mom for the world. Um, my brother's the same, but all of a sudden I felt like a stranger. All of a sudden I felt like I didn't belong. I'm around these people who I thought were my full siblings and then it turns out that they weren't. That really bothered me. It really bothered me because we were so close. We are so close. It took me to a dark place. I just dealt with it the best way I knew how. And two years went by, you know, and uh, I asked my mom who, and she's like, hey, life was complicated for me at the time, you know. This was in the 80s, you know, things were things were complicated. And you know, to her, to her credit, like I said, my my uh my brother's father, he was in he was in jail at the time. So I mean he left her, you know what I'm saying? So they were married and, you know, legally he was my father, but biologically he wasn't. She told me about a guy. She sends me a Facebook profile of a guy. She's like, you know, do you think you look like this guy? And I'm like, and she says, I think this is, you know, who your father is. It's the only other guy it could be. So I reach out to the guy and turns out it wasn't the actual guy, it was his brother. Um, so I just, I reached out to him hoping that, you know, he could connect me to his brother. I'm talking to him and I asked him, you know, did he know about me? Did he know who I was? And he, he mentioned that they somewhat knew who I was or they knew about me. So I asked him, you know, could he connect me to his brother? And he's like, unfortunately, you know, he died last year. And it was around the time, you know, like I said, I found out my brother's father wasn't my father. So what are the chances of when I finally decide after all these years to, to trace myself back to, you know, who my biological father is, he was dying. To be fair, I wanted to get a DNA test. I was going to pay for it. Once he told, once the brother told me that he had passed, I just, I lost interest. And uh, he tried to keep in contact with me. One day, a couple months later, you know, that their mom passed and, and he, he was like, hey man, the family wants to see you. You should come to the funeral. And I was just like, I'm good. All I really wanted to know was if I had any siblings. It turns out that the guy who's possibly my father has other children, but his family isn't in contact with them. So the fact that they weren't in contact with, you know, my, my other siblings, I, I just didn't see the need to have any relationship with anybody. So I moved on with life. There's nothing I enjoy more than hearing a grown man talk about his relationship with his father. I could listen to those kind of conversations all day. I could watch those conversations all day. It's just a special bond that I think a man and his father have that I, I don't have. I create memories like that with my son because I know he may not understand the significance right now, but one day he'll look back and, and all these, all the moments that we shared, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll cherish them. And so time goes on. Like I said, I, I move on and uh, I'm going through the motions. And then I decide, you know what? Let me reach back out to, you know, the guy who, um, his brother is potentially my father. So I reach out to him. He's an older gentleman. So he, he he doesn't get on Facebook like that, apparently. And it appears that he hasn't been on Facebook for some time. So I reach out to other family that carry the same last name that I assume are cousin, niece, whatever, couple people. And I don't get any response because, you know, and, and I'm telling them what's going on. I, I literally have a little short, little five sentence um, spill about who I am and what I'm looking for. And, you know, and I don't get any response from anybody. I guess I could understand their um, apprehension, you know what I'm saying? I, it's like, hey, that ain't my, it's not my problem. Cool. So I take one of those ancestry DNA tests because I'm like, you know, if there's anybody or anything that could connect me to uh, some siblings or some really close family, for sure, it's this ancestry test. 
So I take the test. I'm excited. I'm like, cool, because because I've seen videos of people finding their biological mother, father, grandparents, uncles, um, siblings who have been adopted. Um, so I'm like, cool, this is going to be this is going to be straight. So I pay for the test, take the test. And boom, it comes back and the closest relative it could find for me is a fourth cousin. And if you know anything about relations, a fourth cousin could be anybody, anybody, literally. So you need like a first or a second cousin at least so you can start connecting the dots. And the, the closest thing it had for me was a fourth cousin, you know, as far as DNA goes. And it's another dead end. There are no other avenues for me. There is no other route I could take. One day I just woke up and, and I thought to myself, like, I'm here spending my will, spending my money, stressing about a man that in 34 years never bothered to come look for me. Never bothered to pick the phone up and say, hey, let's meet. Or, hey, uh, life has been rough for me, but I'm, I'm cool now because I, I don't know. I don't know what his life was like. I don't know what, what things were like for him. But the fact remains that in 34 years, um, nobody came to look for me. And if it's true that that specific gentleman is my father, I was 28 um, when apparently he passed away. So 28 years. So I got mixed feelings about it. My main goal is to create a foundation for my children and to make sure that they feel safe and protected and they, they, they know I'm always there. I'm always going to swoop down like a thief in the night and save the day. That's just me. I didn't have that. So being a great father is difficult. Being a good man is difficult because I didn't have the example set for me. So everything that I do, every move that I make, every step that I take, it's literally me just taking a chance. I don't know if it's going to work because I've never seen that kind of success as far as a family structure. It's really hard for people to become what they don't see. And I didn't see that kind of thing growing up. I made a better life for myself and my family in spite of. And for that, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for my mom. I'm thankful for my, for my older brothers. I'm thankful for my uncles and my aunts. But I still have questions that I need answers to. Whether I'm going to get those answers, I don't know. It's just those kind of things that make me really think about how dangerous family secrets can be. They shape you, they'll mold you, and they'll have the person who is keeping the secret feeling as though they're protecting you. But once the secret comes out, the person who the secret was trying to protect often feels betrayed. But I'll never stop looking. I'll search for this gentleman until the day I die. Because my children, my son specifically, they ask about their grandfather and I don't have any answers for. And I still can't get up the courage to ask my mom, why did you lie to me all those years? Why did you tell me that someone was my father that wasn't? Her secrets, they stopped me from being able to do that. What that did was that that left me as a, a grown man, broken, searching, not really knowing who I am. The more we we share our family secrets and we we expose them for um, doing more harm than good, I think families will start to heal and accept each other for who they are. So until next time, I truly thank y'all for, for listening to my story. And y'all go be great.